Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hail and rain struck several communities in central Saskatchewan yesterday. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says 52 millimeters of rain was reported west of Humboldt. Kenora received 40 millimeters in 25 minutes. Wadena had 23 millimeters or an inch in 40 minutes, and 63.5 millimeters was reported from south of Davidson. And then Terry Lang says there was hail. Macklin uh, actually got two bouts of hail last night, the biggest being uh, golf ball size. Golf ball size hail was also reported around Elbow in the afternoon near Lorburn as well. Tuny size uh, hail south of Rock Glen and Looney size hail uh, southeast of Bigger last night as well. Lang says if it seems like the severe summer weather season is lasting longer than usual, well, it is. And she says it's because of the extremely dry spring. And that's delayed everything, right? Because the crops are sort of the main contributor to how much moisture we have in and around. And because they were delayed, the the season, the severe weather season is also going to be delayed. Terry Lang is with Environment Canada. Close to 2,000 crop hail claims have been filed in Saskatchewan from storms earlier this month. The president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Rick Omolchenko, says hailstones were as big as tennis balls. From July 6th to 18th now, we've had anywhere from uh, the early part of that uh, week, it would be golf, like pea-sized to golf ball size. The latter part, we had right up to tennis ball size uh, hail. And so it's, it's pretty severe when that tennis ball hits, but they're kind of spaced out a lot better. So it's not as bad on the crops, but they do pretty bad damage where they do hit. So how many claims did you get in Saskatchewan in mid-July? Well, we got about overall, between the three provinces, about 3,200-plus claims. And in Saskatchewan alone, we got a couple thousand. Which areas were hit the hardest? It kind of varies. Like everywhere, it seems like everywhere has a hard-hit area. But we've got claims ranging from Eston, Abbey, Dinsmore, Outlook, Columbsden, Indian Head, Esterhazy, Carrobert, Looseland, Bigger, Radisson, Hepburn, Rosetown, Cudworth, Humboldt. Calvington, Lambton, Redverse, Torquay, Avonlea, Valmarie, almost everywhere. <laughs> How severe were the claims? There, again, there, uh, there's some stuff in that Eston area that's really, really bad. Uh, it's mowed right down, and uh, guys are in there right now starting to look at that. Uh, we have stuff down in that southern area of the province that uh, there's some areas where it's mowed pretty good too. Uh, in that Gravelberg Avenue area. But yeah, it varies all over the place, but it seems like Eston right now might be the worst west of Eston. Yeah. Which areas had the tennis ball size hails? That, that, there were some in Eston, there's some in the northern part of the province, there's some around Saskatoon. Uh, it kind of, it, everywhere had a little bit that golf ball to tennis ball. It seems like, yeah, the, it ranged, you know, all over the province. It's, the, these storms seem to be. Like, not really large, but really severe in certain areas throughout the province. Uh, there's about three-quarters of the claims uh, in June have been completed, and about a quarter of the July claims, early storms, have been completed. So, and there's a few, you know, Manitoba has been hit not very hard, and Alberta, uh, they've got a, quite a hit in other areas, too. Like, uh, it's it's a lot more active than usual. So Yeah, are claims in Saskatchewan above normal or below normal? 
Right now, they're they were kind of on the area like the five-year average. Uh, now they're kind of getting in that range. This is the high months. Uh, these July and August are high months, and it's proving to be again one of those. Until we know, like right now, it's pretty active for this beginning part. Uh, we'll see what it ends up on the end of the month. Yeah. So you're not sure, but it may be above normal. Is that the best way to it put may it? Maybe exactly. It may be above normal. If it keeps up this way, yeah, it would. It probably will be above the five-year average. Rick Omolchenko is the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. The Queen City Exhibition opens today in Regina with a major agricultural component this noon hour. The fair's manager of major events, Chelsea Galloway, says there will be different events for every day of the fair. She says the Queen City X has partnered with Agrobation to provide daily features. Today, the highlight features horses guided through an obstacle course in the Brand Centre. Events tomorrow include alpacas, Fridays, highlight discusses the rodeo, and Saturday features a horse and shooting competition. There's also an agricultural exhibit area for kids. The signature event is a rodeo in the Brand Centre, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday evening, beginning at 6.30 p.m. A farm meeting is set for the Royal Hotel on South Albert Street tomorrow to discuss results of a prairie-wide crop tour. The meeting, organized by FarmLink Marketing Solutions, is free to attend and will highlight efforts to determine the size of the 2019 crop. Speakers include Drew Lerner from World Weather, Inc. The meeting begins at 10 tomorrow morning. CN Rail is reporting record grain movement for the crop year ending July 31st. That's today. The Director of Sales and Marketing for Grain, David Shednovic, says CN will have moved over 27 million tons of grain for export this crop year, 1 million tons better than the record set two years ago, and 2 million tons higher than last year. CN Rail says individual records were set in the months of November, December, January, and April. In April, the best month ever, 2.72 million tons of grain were moved to export position. Shednovic says CN also moved 1 million tons of grain in containers. He says the record grain movement was set despite a late start to harvest, record cold in February, and rainy weather at export terminals restricting ship loading. Well, I think there's a, there's a couple of things to consider. A lot of it was a lot of the effort that CN put into uh, investment and addition of crews, net, uh, crews, locomotives, and hopper carts. So to go into each of those quickly, so you basically need four things to for for uh, to deliver uh, commodity movement on the railroad not only for grain but for all commodities you need the fleet to do it you need the locomotives you need the crews and you need the network capacity so from the perspective of hopper cars of course we're uh, acquiring a thousand new generation high capacity hopper cars we've got 500 of those on the property now and we're going to get the next 500 starting in 2020 between january and july Going into the winter in particular last year, and this ramped up, all of it was ramped up in front of the harvest coming off. And of course, there were some delays last year in September and October. But once it really got rolling, we entered the winter period with 10% more high horsepower locomotives. We had 26% more crews in Western Canada in the right spots to meet the demand. And then, of course, over the course of 2018, by the time the snow flew, we had uh, we had a $3.5 billion capital program, and of that, there was about $400 million of specific investment made in the, in the network between Winnipeg and Edmonton, Edmonton, Vancouver, Vancouver, and uh, Edmonton, and Prince Rupert. And that was double-tracking sections of the main line, adding of sidings and uh, passing tracks as well, so that where you got a single-lane track, you got, of course, locomotives Trains have meets, and you have to be able to pass one another. So the more of those that you have, the more passing you can do more readily and keep things fluid. 
And, uh, and then, of course, some significant yard investments in Winnipeg, Edmonton, and in Melville all helped improve yard fluidity along the main line to keep cars moving. So those are really the four key pieces, I think, overall, that contributed to the strong grain movement. Are you ready for the new crop year? Are you ready for the upcoming harvest? And do you hope to set another record in the coming crop year? Yeah, well, we're going to see, you know, of course, there's some uncertainty going into the 2019-20 crop year around some of the trade issues. Of course, everybody's very familiar with those. I don't need to repeat those. But it's going to be the kind of a year where, again, you know, right now, crop projections are kind of variable. You know, as we're going into harvest here coming up later into August, get into the meat of it and into September. But it's going to be one of those years where you're going to grow, produce a crop. Crop size is going to be pretty good across Western Canada overall from a volume perspective. And then it's going to come down, is the demand going to be there to want to move it? So from our perspective, we're getting ready to table our 2019-2020 grain plan with the federal government. That'll be the second plan that we file. And it does two things. One, how much grain do you expect to move over the course of the 2019 crop year based on what you know about supply? And do you have the resources to do it? And on the second question, we certainly we do have the resources to do it. We've added to our locomotive fleet here over the past year. We're just in the process of, uh, particularly for locomotives, uh, having the last new locomotives delivered for 2019. So everything will be in place in front of harvest. We have a 260 locomotive acquisition program with GE Transportation down in Fort Worth. And we'll have 200 on the property and running by the end of the month here. So the next 60 get delivered next year. We'll have more fleet being delivered. We're in a good position from a crew perspective. And we're also in the process of, again, on top of that, three and a half billion we spent last year we've doubled down again and it's a 3.9 billion dollar program i want to say it's almost 80 miles of double tracking in western canada some addition of some passing tracks and that sort of stuff beyond edmonton but all of that investment gives you more resiliency and more ability to do workarounds when something does happen on the main line if there's a network disruption or something like that happens the more workarounds you have the more easily you can get around those things and can keep the, the main line fluid. That's really key to delivering not only a strong program for grain, but for all the commodities that want to move on the network. David Shednovic is the Director of Grain Sales and Marketing at CN Rail. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell two fifty at three ninety nine twenty two. Oats dropped $2 at $157.11. Number one red spring wheat went down 251 at 21826. The rest were unchanged. Durham 23951. Feed barley 18763. Flax $480.22. Yellow peas 226.54. And feed wheat $180.81. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September spring wheat is down three and a half cents at 525 and a quarter cent a bushel. Hello, Cattlemen. Junior from Heartland Livestock Services here in Yorkton with your market report for the week of July 31st. No sale here this week. Our yard staff has been working hard on the back to get ready for the fall run and looks to be just about ready. We will have a sale next week on August 7th and we will be having sales every week after that. With a few highlights from last week's sale with 490 head on offer. Bulls averaged $1.10 with a high of $1.2350 on a high-yielding exotic bull. Our cows averaged 84 with a few top cows bringing 88 to 91 and a half. These cows are the high-yielding fed-up type of cows. We only had 160 feeder cattle on offer. The market seems to be steady to previous weeks. Oh, by the way, we are looking to buy hay from, the, from our producers. If interested, give us a call. 
Once again, this has been Junior from Heartland Livestock Services here in Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Sam sold 7,000 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 188 to 208 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,200 head, selling in a range of 191 to 202 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices are trading lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was down 5 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3168. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.10 cents U.S. The National and Iowa Southern Minnesota regions are mixed midweek, while the Western Corn Belt region once again has not posted prices, citing confidentiality. Despite the inconsistency, the trend remains on an upswing that began over the last couple of weeks. The cutout value has improved in recent weeks, and the weights of barrels and gills are down 0.5% from the previous week, suggesting cash marks could see some support in the short term. Lean hog futures remain choppy and two-sided after a brief bout of strength seen last week. U.S. exports to China, while good historically, remain at levels below expectations, and the ongoing trade war is far from being swiftly resolved. And the outlook today, sunny, wind north 20, the high 32, the low 15. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, becoming light near noon, the high 29 for Thursday, the low 17. In Regina, sunny and 26, that's 79 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.